What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore. Today's guest is Blake Hendricks of Origin Training Academy. OriginTrainingAcademy.com. It's basically a website where you have a subscription and you get weekly workouts and a whole lot more. Blake is going to talk about that. Um, Just want to let you know that this podcast is now sponsored by origin training academy which is awesome and along with that sponsorship is ongo energy spray which you have been hearing about ongo energy spray is a caffeine supplement you don't have to drink a big coffee you don't have to drink a giant pre-workout you just do two or three sprays of the stuff in your mouth and you get a metered dose of caffeine 50 to 75 milligrams which you almost feel within two to three minutes, which is great. So when you need energy on demand, you go with OnGo. Thanks for the support. Let's enjoy the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today is Blake Hendrick. <laughs> Hendricks. <laughs> I couldn't remember if there was an S on the end or not. Yeah, it's Blake Hendricks of Origin Training Academy. What's up, man? How you doing? Just chilling. Had fun, fun drive down here. Super deep. Yeah, it was Podcast. a lot of traffic, right? Yeah, yeah. By being Bergen County. It's yeah. Shit show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, well, all the way down, it's a shit show nowadays uh, with the traffic. But oh, yeah. if you um, if you leave extra early, like I notice, if you leave at like 4.30 in the morning, uh, you can circumnavigate all traffic, and then you could get to wherever you got to be. Like say you got to be somewhere at 9 o'clock in the morning. You'll get there like – two hours early maybe even earlier and you'll be primed like for whatever it is you need to do so yes you, know, you just got to go to bed earlier you got to get up earlier it's a whole it's a whole just process schedule your whole week two hours in advance i gotta push everything back two hours for something i gotta do on friday so. yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly exactly so now what what is it that you are doing uh with yourself up there in north jersey i know you started this uh, awesome workout resource, this website, which you um, just to let the audience know, I, I tapped into it. I, I talked to Blake and he was like, hey, why don't you try these workouts? And I did this one workout. It's the brutal basic workout. Brutally basic locomotion. Uh, that's it. Brutally basic locomotion. And it kicked my ass. And I was like, uh, okay, I got to up my game here. Maybe I got to take more vitamins to get through these workouts. But you know what? They're doable. And and uh, I love the uh, the editing that you do and everything. It's quality. So um, Blake asked if uh, he could be a sponsor for the podcast, and I agreed. So congratulations to us. Yes, congratulations <laughs> to us. Coming yeah, up. coming we, up in the world. We have a little you know uh, partnership going on here. I have uh, two sponsors now. You're. You're the other half of the sponsorship. So, um, yeah. So what, what's up, man? You you uh, do some personal training and stuff like that. Tell us your story a little bit. Yeah, man. It's a crazy story. It's uh, all started with uh, logistics. I've worked for a bunch of logistics companies for years since I was like 18. Uh, that was my first job working in logistics. I was just like a package handler, a lowly package handler. And then uh, I worked my way up thinking that was the way to go i had a real kind of knack for it i think it's more just because i have a chemistry with people and i'm very 
uh, empathetic, which is like the topic of the week, empathy. Yeah. But um, so I just connect with people really well. And uh, it allowed me to work my way up really fast through the uh, food chain there. I got all the way up to like an operations manager and was uh, in control of like half of an operation. Um, moving packages all around North Jersey. And uh, then one day I just had a kind of like a mental breakdown. I just freaked out about something super small. And I was like, dude, there's something wrong with me here. There's uh, This is too much stress. I shouldn't be having this when I'm only uh, 24. Right. And uh, I'm 26 now, by the way. But uh, So this was two years ago. Two yeah, long was, years ago. This was two long years ago. Really long, actually, because it's like I've been through so much in these two years that it feels like an eternity. That could happen. Definitely. But um, so I uh, decided I was going to go down to Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, I just hung out down there for a while. Didn't didn't get right back into logistics. I did work in one job for a little bit as I was getting set up. And uh, as I was getting set up, I got into martial arts and um, Muay Thai. And uh, my coach was doing a little training and uh, every day I would kind of watch him as I was doing my bag work or whatever in the mornings and see how he was impacting people's lives. And that's kind of what I was looking for at that point. I was like, dude, I need something with a deeper meaning than what I'm doing right now because moving packages doesn't have a whole lot of meaning to me. Maybe to somebody it does, but to me, just didn't. I wasn't having that impact on people that I wanted to have. So, uh I decided I was going to get into personal training, uh, gung-ho about it, spent a little of my savings, did a, did the personal training cert through ACE, and uh, just dove right into coaching. Uh, I was already doing boxing, so it was a natural kind of take-up for me to teach people boxing. There's people down there that had the desire to learn, not a big desire for personal training. So um, as I got a little deeper into it, I had the uh, decision to make whether or not I would come back to North Jersey. The opportunity kind of pre- uh, presented itself to me. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back up there. My coaches agreed. They were like, yeah, if you want to do a personal training or coaching, up north is the place to be for it by the big cities, not down here in a little Jacksonville. It w- was it just the uh, population size uh, or was it a difference in the population it's a difference in the population down there so it's uh if you're down there and you're active you're probably an athlete so you're not really looking for somebody that's going to train you you're gonna do it on your own Mm -hmm. and the people that are not athletes are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum it's weird there's like polar opposites there so the people on the opposite end of the spectrum are not really looking to do anything. So they're just kind of, you know, hanging out by the beach, drinking a beer, getting some tacos, whatever, whatever they do. Those are all quality I mean, things sounds, a person sounds, could do. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it does sound great. But at some point, you do have to move a little bit. But I could definitely go for uh, a taco, a beer, and some beach right now. Yes, I can go for that on occasion <laughs> as well. But every day, it might become a little bit of a problem. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's where I uh, that's where I ended up. I came back to North Jersey. It's uh, it's been cool. Um, I've already bounced around a little bit. I went to um, a Globo gym for a little bit. Built up a pretty good client base, and uh, I'm a very high risk guy. I thrive off risks. So taking taking risk is like really fun for me. It's like a game. So uh, 
I started building up a client base here and I saw, I was like, people really like what I'm teaching. They really like what I have to offer. The, the movement stuff is, they're all about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not really getting what I need at this gym. Uh, I'm going to take my business privately. What movement stuff are you talking about? So uh, movement stuff, I do a, at the time I was only certified in animal flow. So I do uh, animal flow. And of course there was the boxing on the side. So Muay Thai and boxing is kind of a movement in itself. You're learning how to use your body mechanics. Yeah. And then through that, that got me deeper into the animal flow. And that was like super deep body mechanics. It's such a, such an awesome workshop and you learn so much about the human body. So, so at this, at this point, it's that stuff. It's the animal flow and the boxing and the Muay Thai that you're noticing people are connecting with you on and you're building, you're building a base of people uh, as, as, uh, customers, clients. Yeah. So I'm building a base of people. I'm teaching people about how to use their body. Uh, they're really enjoying it. They're like, wow, I feel better than any workouts that I've ever done. And I was like, you know what? So there's a desire for this. I could probably take it and do it privately. Yeah. So again, like I throw a big risk. So like the first risk was quitting logistics. I was like, I'm going to throw it all in the pot and see how it goes with coaching. Did okay. So I was like, you know what? Move back to Jersey blew up a little bit more wait did you take a financial hit when you when you left logistics oh yeah yeah. you took a big hit yeah so so this is this is one of the first sticking points in people uh when they want to think about changing their career or whatever is ah i'm gonna lose a lot of money and then they don't leave something that we could talk about another time yes yes i just want to illustrate that as we hear your story that you had to face that first hurdle of taking less money in and probably second guessing yourself the whole time right it's you know what it's funny because i didn't really second guess myself um there's been a couple days i would say where i was like dude i fucked up like why did i do this to myself i could have just been miserable but i would have had at least a little money yeah but the difference is now is that i'm happy but all the time i don't necessarily have money but i'm still happy it doesn't matter it's just that's an interesting point. So the way that I make note of that. Yes. <laughs> so the way that I put it is that when I was working on logistics, I had food on the table, but I was still hungry at the end of the day. So I had enough to provide for myself, but I was still missing something. Mm. So, yeah, it was a it was a little bit of a risk. My coaching kind of blew up up here. So I decided to go privately again, which was kind of a risk. I was putting it on the people that were training with me. Yeah kind of follow me on my journey mm-hmm. and um you know what a couple of them did and i really appreciate them there's some great clients that i have and i wouldn't give it up for the world trade training these people that yeah. doesn't like i said the money's not like a huge thing for me it's more that impact that i'm making on these people's lives nice so i do a lot of private now i do a lot of um I do a lot of classwork just because I enjoy teaching classes. So I do teach classes at gyms on occasion. What uh, do you enjoy about teaching classes? I really like the energy and it uh, allows me to play with ideas in a big group setting. So it allows me to kind of set up workouts a little differently than you would with like a private session where a private session, you're kind of diving deep into things. Whereas like right. in class, it's like you got to keep everybody the same level of engagement. And you also have to be kind of aware of what everybody's doing. And as a private trainer, it kind of allows you to amplify your abilities, I would say, because you're looking at a bunch of different people and seeing a 
bunch of different problems at the same time. Like maybe somebody gets it right away, but somebody has a problem and you're like, okay, well, what the heck's going on here? Why can't you sit in this deep squat? Let's figure it out. Maybe after class, let's take a couple minutes and figure out what the problem is yeah. here. So it's always something, uh, always something different. I look at it like a, uh, it's almost like a puzzle, I guess. Yeah. I, I just thinking that I was going to ask you, do you see it as a puzzle? Yes. I see it as a puzzle, which is a big reason I enjoy coaching. I see it all as a big, it's yeah. all a big puzzle. Yeah. So that's always been kind of something that captures my, uh, my attention. I like problems and I like problem solving. So anytime there's something that is involved like that, I'm, I'm in. That's an interesting thing. So you, you see yourself as a risk taker and you also see yourself as a problem solver. Yes. That's an interesting combination. I'm not sure um, what I think of that. I mean, it all sounds good to me. I mean, if you're going to take a risk, you're going to be presented with problems. And then you give yourself the problems to solve. So if you're huge on problem solving, it might not be good to be a risk taker because then maybe sometimes you're just uh, creating your own problems and then trying to solve them. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And you're stuck hey. in the hamster wheel. Hey. But it sounds like to me that you're actually more of a problem solver than a risk taker. You're you're taking the risk to yes. present yourself with problems. Exactly. Otherwise, so. you're not having the problems to solve and you're not really feeding into what your your knack is, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Indeed. So, all right. So – what happened from there? So now you have clients and they're connecting so, with you. Now I am uh, mostly private with my training. Um, it's super cool. I'm just teaching people about the things that I'm interested in. They're kind of on the journey with me, learning about themselves, learning about the world around them, how they interact with the world around them, which is really what I've been getting uh, deep into lately, which is kind of where I, uh, origin training academy came from so it was uh when you're coming up with a business right like everybody likes to talk about the market is super saturated but if you have a niche corner it's not necessarily going to be saturated so like if i had gone into weight loss for entrance Mm -hmm. uh, it would be it would be a saturated market there would be a lot of people that are like trying to do weight loss online so, which is a big problem when you talk about online coaching. I've had a lot of people already that were like, yeah, I tried to do that online coaching business, but it didn't work. I was like, oh, well, what were you doing? Oh, weight loss program. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's a million weight loss programs out there. But yeah. there is not a million programs out there telling you, you know what? Like, this is the this is the lime on the end of the dish here. You, are, you already know how to move, and now we're just going to make it better, and this program is special for you. This is to make your movement journey a little more interesting. So... It's a uh, that is where origin originated. The niche market for origin is that we're we're already moving. We're gonna learn how to move better, and on top of that, we're throwing into the mix. All right, how do I interact with space around me? How can I optimize my body a little better? I'm talking about breath work on there. I'm talking about meditations. I'm talking about how to incorporate your breathing to make your exercise routine better. So this is all stuff that you know, you aren't really going to find as you're like just getting into the journey. It's something that comes along a little further down the road where you're like, how can I make this better now? Yeah. So it's, um, you come to a point where you're ready to accept more into your life yes. with, on your fitness journey. So you've yeah. gone down certain roads and yeah, those roads continue, but it's like, you know what? 
this is something else that I could bring on now. I'm ready for it. And I think it could help me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is about bettering yourself. So, yeah, obviously there's a multitude of different roads in fitness. But this road that I found myself on is super interesting because it didn't just go down the fitness path. This road has, like, taught me about the universe, basically. It's opened up the whole universe to me, which is so weird because it's such a, like, small start. Yeah. It was just like, how did I go from fitness to, to the universe, the universe, <laughs> and you just started. Yeah. Where, where are you gonna? What's after the universe? There's, I don't know if there is a like um, an okay. ethereal plane. I'm gonna have to travel the ethereal plane. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> let us know when you get there, and I will. I'll let you know what's on the other side and how we can optimize that. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if you know cell phones work, so you might have to, hey. you know. <laughs> send like electromagnetic radiation waves yeah, at us but whatever we're going i'm gonna connect with you on the ethereal plane we're gonna I come to you in your dreams ah, that's, that's right there new, that's my next coaching venture is in your dreams coaching don't go to sleep anybody just don't go to sleep all right that that's scary you don't <laughs> i think it's okay to have blake in your in your on your phone or your laptop telling you how to exercise but you don't need him in your dreams all right i don't know maybe some of you do i don't know hey you might you might <laughs> but um so wh- where where did the st- steel mace come into play here yeah i think i've talked about this before it was kind of a funny story with the steel mace so um, I was really into the animal flow and the body weight movement. I still am. Um, I love body weight movement, but, um, I had a couple friends that were, uh, doing the steel maester when Leo last came to town, when he did the solace event. Right. And they were like, Hey, we're going to get certified. You should check it out. And I was like, Oh, what are you getting certified in? And they were like, Oh, this thing called steel mace. And I was like, eh, sounds whack. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what everybody kind of goes through that experience. <laughs> and then, um, like a couple months went by and uh, the cert went on sale and one of my friends was like, hey, man, that cert's on sale. You should really take it. The course. They knew. Really- they knew you would like it. Yeah, Everything yeah, you they did. Were, yeah. They were like, the course was really interesting. I think you'd be into it. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, it's only a couple hundred bucks. Like, I'll drop it and like expand my horizons and see what's out there. Yeah, be open minded. And uh, yeah, be open minded. So I did the cert and picked up a maze for the first time. Uh, I did them together. So, like, I'd never touched a mace before. I got the cert. I ordered a mace. I started doing them at the same time. Um, and I freaking loved it, dude. Like, it was it was crazy. When dude. did you know you loved it? As soon as I picked it up, man. No, just like I, you were holding it and you're like, oh, As soon as I, I picked it up and just moved it around a little bit, I was like, dude, there's something. There's yeah. something here, man. Yeah, yeah. See that? <laughs> and then, uh... So, like, I think as soon as I, like, started swinging it was probably, like, a couple weeks into having it. I started swinging it, and I was like, yo, this tool was made for me, dude. Like, this was this was what I'm supposed to be working with here. So, uh, yeah, after I started swinging, I was addicted. I, so, um, yeah, that's, like, it's a big part of my life now, the steel mace. It's, like, uh, when people ask me, like, what my routine is, I they're usually surprised when I tell them, like, I do... I train seven days a week and I'd say seven days a week I touch the steel mace and I do some kind of body weight movement. But other than that, there's not a lot else going on. You're doing some kettlebells too. I do kettlebells. Yeah. I do, um, I do incorporate kettlebells in uh, three days a week or kettlebells and some kind of heavy lifting. Right. 
Um, I kind of started with kettlebells and was messing around with flow a lot. And uh, I, I do enjoy myself some kettlebell flow, but yeah, I try to reserve it for just like three days a week now because it's really uh, kind of like my, all right, let's test out where I've gone with the steel mace and the body weight now. Let's see if I can move up in a, a weight class for the bell. Right. So it's actually working out really well, surprisingly, with the, not even surprisingly, but people see me with the bells and they're like, how do you get up to such heavy bells? Like today I was uh, doing snatches with the 44 pound bell. Yeah. It was like for, for time. Right. I saw, I saw a post on, on your Instagram and um, I remember you, you said uh, something about you, you were surprised that you're. Yeah. I was surprised how easily I moved it around because a couple months ago, I would say I probably would have struggled to even bust out a few reps with a 44 pound bell. Right. But now just throwing it overhead like it's a toy awesome man so yeah. fitness levels are going up yes fitness levels are skyrocketing just through doing steel mace and body weight and through uh your own practices you have come to develop like your own programming that works for you yeah. so you you're, you're using the mace seven times a week you're doing kettlebells three times a week you're yes. doing body weight movement but you've figured out and dialed it in to fit your lifestyle who you are your body and everything so i think you know your experimental processes are in full force here and of course you have clients and people i'm sure you're trying stuff out on so is this kind of how origin training academy uh, all started to come together you were like hey i could i could basically program stuff for anybody at any level yeah yeah using the body weight and the steel mace i was like i can program this to fit anybody's fitness level and they're going to get uh gains from it so the people that i'm already training have seen like huge impacts on their life not only with the physical aspect like i have 50 something year olds out here doing like steel mace work they're out here doing body weight they're holding their hand balances and stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So people, uh, this is really good for people that think that there's like a limiting factor with age, right? Like they're like, ah, man, I'm friggin' 45 now. I can't do that anymore. I gotta, gotta be on the straight and narrow, go sit on my couch and, you know, drink a beer when I get home. And and eat a taco. Yeah. Eat a taco. (laughs) But it's like, no dude, like you could still be doing these feats like well into your later years. Right. So it's a, yeah, I found that I could uh, program this to just about anybody. I've already done it that working at the gyms was kind of my like test phase where I was like, all right, how can I, how does this work with everybody? And I saw it really does work. Everybody gets some kind of benefit out of it. So it's just a way to kind of step up your game with origin. It's really, you're like, you've realized that movement is the key here and you're like, all right, now how, where are the answers? Uh, The answers are on origin now. So. Okay, so talk about Origin, what it is, what you want you want the public to know it is, and and what they could benefit from it. So Origin is uh, more than fitness. I would take it as far to say that it's lifestyle. So Origin is just taking everything back to its roots, but it feels brand new because it's just stuff that has been so far gone by now so like meditation is kind of coming back around but people still think it's kind of woo woo Mm -hmm. but 
it's uh like I said, like I've experimented with it, I've implemented it into my life, I've seen the benefits of it, and uh, so it's really it's about uh, changing your lifestyle. So when you get involved with Origin, you're prepared to come into it with an open mind, and the fact that you're going to change your entire lifestyle. You're not just throwing a new workout routine in to spice it up. Like you're like, you know what? I've seen the benefits of the movement, and I want to make my whole life optimized. Like I want to make everything better. So with the meditation, really, we're like, we're uh, optimizing the mind, right? So people go to the gym, and I don't even think they realize that what they're looking for when they go to the gym is to shut off like their inner critic and everything. So with Origin, I'm kind of taking it a step deeper. It's like, okay, you know, you can do this without going to the gym now. You you want to get an escape from reality for a little bit? It's right there in front of you. All you have to do is just sit down and close your eyes and focus on how you're breathing or focus on your thoughts or getting a little deeper past the thoughts. So, lifestyle. That's deep. Yeah, that's uh, what I believe a uh, a quality workout program or uh, project needs is where it's going to start touching off other areas in your life, your lifestyle, you know, changing your lifestyle. And, you know, you could see it happen a lot when um, a person starts working out. First thing that they do is they start eating a little bit better. You know, they f- start eating a little bit better. They start going to bed a little earlier. They start waking up a little bit earlier. So you could anybody uh, who's even touched upon some type of workout before can definitely uh, remember at some point where they started augmenting other facets of their life and, and changing things around and basically optimizing because they want their workout to be better. So they want to eat better and they don't want to eat like shit because they just had an awesome workout and it's back feeding into it itself. But I think a lot of programs also fall short of, um, of helping people optimize fully. Sometimes I'm going to say they don't want that. They want, they want you to almost cling on to them forever because you're money to them. Yeah. It's almost, uh, you could say like origin is almost going to set you up to be like uh, a winner automatic yeah, winner. Um, Cause yeah, with a lot of other programs, it's like, okay, you're showing people how to optimize their workout and they're going to keep coming back to you for a workout. But I feel like with origin, it's like, we're really learning how we're learning how to move and implement these things into our life. Eventually through using origin, you could probably break away and do it on your own. And yeah, by all means go ahead because I'm not trying to keep, people forever i just want to spread the message that we should all be a little more uh optimized and aware of the uh abilities and feats that our body is capable of absolutely yeah that's awesome so now if somebody uh gets into the website and um it's a a monthly membership right it is a monthly membership yes you can go in and you can access my uh blog for free so the blog is where i'm writing it's called the life hacker so uh, the life hackers just post on uh, breath work, meditation, uh, anything that I really find interesting, which has been really good for me because it gives me like a week to research topics and then write about it at the end of the week, which is kind of cool. So I'm always learning something new. That's really cool that you write stuff. Um, I I have written stuff and it's it's hard. I don't care unless you got like a super awesome skill set for writing like you're a writer. Um you know, to write a quality 
thing is it takes time and effort. And I I read, uh, yeah, the meditation one. Yes, the breath work, uh, the box breathing, box breathing. Right, I read that. I thought that was written very good, uh, very well. Yes, it was written very well. I wasn't getting correct. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I caught myself though. Since we're talking about writing and and being proper and everything, uh, yeah, it was written very well. And you know what? Um, just that alone, I think it helped people. And it's really cool that you offer that. So now uh, somebody joins up and. What do they find when they join up? So when you join up, it's pretty simple, right? You have uh, my homepage. There's a little bit about Origin. It's kind of what we just touched on here, how I got it all started up. And then uh, in your members page, like I said, you can access the blog for free. But then there is also a weekly section where I'll be posting the workouts for the week. So every week there will be a different workout. I'm trying to keep it body weight right now, but I might start throwing in some uh, like band workouts, things that are simple to get. I mean, everything's really simple to get. You got Amazon. You could get something on your doorstep tomorrow. So yep. It's not like a huge limiting factor. It's not like I'm telling you to go and find a barbell rack. Like I might put up a mace workout. I might put up some band workouts. Like I did a sick band workout this morning for my animal flow class. And um, they're super easy to attain. But um, I try to keep it body weight just so people – are like able to jump right into it. They don't yeah. have to go searching for tools. And then the other section that is for members only is the exercise library, which is going to be uh, detailed breakdowns of how to perform movements that you'll find in the workouts plus some extras. So my uh, next post to the exercise library, I'll probably be flooding it here pretty soon. Will be uh, like simple kettlebell movements, simple mace movements, um, maybe some simple band workouts or simple like uh, singular exercises that you could do with the band that will implement uh, like some animal flow in it because I love mixing like animal flow and using outside tools with it. It's super sinister. Yeah. But um, so that's what members will find on there. And it's for a really good price, I feel like. So whereas uh, everybody else that I've seen because I did a little research on this before I launched it, obviously, and how I was going to price it. Uh, with other websites that you'll see, you're probably going to pay around the same. But first, you won't be getting a whole lot of information. You'll probably just be getting a super short, quick workout. And uh, for the most part, the workouts that I've seen are hey, kind of basic. These are the movements that I'm offering with Origin, I find, are, uh, like you said, they're accessible. But they're also really going to help you to advance in your movement practice. So yeah through like all the down dogs and everything, right? If somebody's looking to attain a handstand where you're sitting, uh, you're constantly working on like a frame down dog, getting your hips above your head. It's going to make it really easy for you to access like hand balancing handstands, things like that. So that's getting more advanced into the, uh, into the movement arts here, but you're starting super simple. So there's a, an end goal and you're going to keep, getting closer to doing these more advanced movements just by doing simple things like down dog or walking out from a down dog into a plank you're building your core strength so i really try to think about it and i really try to uh go into details on how to perform the movements really well and why we're doing it yeah so i mean with body weight work i mean the, the audience you know we're a bunch of steel mace people they, they know about body weight stuff and everything. But just in case somebody's listening 
and they're they're not familiar with body weight and they discount it because they think, well, you know, I'm I'm at the gym and I'm throwing There's, up dumbbells. Yeah. I could tell you right now and you could check me on this. You could go and do the proper research on Google. And if you do body weight workouts with proper form and and your breathing is in check and you're doing everything the way you're supposed to, a friggin push up can kick your ass if oh, you yeah. do it right. Most people don't do push-ups right. No. Most people don't do any other body weight movements right because they don't really have somebody there to spot them and say, okay, this is your movement. Or like a, a, a they don't know where to go to see it done properly. And if you use perfect form for everything and you hold the positions and – it, it, you can kick your ass. And and like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I tried that one workout. And the way I – well, I was sweating buckets. And the way I, I kind of progressed through it for myself was I I kept slowing it down, mo- rewinding it, which, yeah. which is a great thing. And I realized that and I wanted to talk about that. When you go to an actual studio, to a class, you can't ask the, the – the trainer, hey, can you rewind? Like you could yeah, maybe right. go over something yeah. later. But I literally paused shit, rewound it, did it again. So the workout actually got longer because I was doing that. Yeah. And that's one way you can, if you're really fit, you could up the level of um, how hard it is, the intensity. But the one way I got through it was I kept focusing on my career as a fireman and how these movement patterns will help me when I'm in a house fire, crouched low, dragging a hose, you know, climbing over stuff, you're, you know, I, I found so much value in it just on yeah. that alone. And anybody who's a first responder would love these workouts because you don't have to worry about picking up weights. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And you could jump into it pretty much like you could do it in the parking lot next to your ambulance if you're an EMT worker. Exactly. And you could do some some of the stuff, you know, dial it down a little bit. So it's you can make these workouts as hard or as easy as you want based yeah. upon how you want to use the video. So exactly. it's really awesome. Yeah. When I uh I think when I told you about the workout the first time, I was like, this workout could be super quick or it could take you an hour. No. You could it goes either way. So once you get an idea of the movements, you could probably bang the workout out in like fifteen minutes. But like you said, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, you rewind, you watch carefully, okay, what's the form look like here? Let me do that rep again. You could take an hour. Yeah. Do it slow and then take an hour. Like you said, body weight. You're your own limiting factor with body weight workouts, right? So there's, you can make it as easy or as hard as you want by adding things like the time under tension, um, working on how your rep is performed. If you're doing it properly, making little tweaks with the breath. You could also make a workout harder by doing things like breath holds. It all will add value to your workout. Yeah. Yeah, and um, your videos are done well. So you see, you see Blake in the video, and he's moving, and he's using good form, and then he is uh, talking over. It's uh, dubbed in, so it's very, uh, it's laid out very slow and methodical, so a person can follow along easy. Yes. And that's what what I noticed about it. And it's easy. It's just easy to follow along. So um, that that's what I wanted the audience to hear is, is that they could just jump into this and, you know, it won't take that much of a um, 
good. You know, it's not going to be that hard for them to get into the flow of it, so to speak. No, no. The workouts are also listed as like being for beginner, intermediate, advanced. So the uh, first workout that I posted on there was definitely a more intermediate workout. It was a killer. And the one that you did was beginner in the way that anybody could access it not that it's hard nothing that i ever do is or not that it's easy nothing i ever do is really going to be super easy it's always going to be physically challenging but there's workouts that i have where anybody could do them and there's workouts where it's like okay you might need to play around with this a little bit more before you start getting into it yeah so yeah, it's pretty cool. And and what's the future now? So are you going to be introducing mace workouts soon or Yes. Uh this this weekend I'm going to try and bang out a couple workouts on the mace. I'm going to try to get a couple of band workouts on there. Like I said, I'm going to try to get some uh kettlebell work up on there. Um I'm really trying to get a lot of content out there so it makes it valuable for people. Uh, right now, instead of having to wait a little bit, I want to have a lot of content for people to access right away. Right. I mean, I think right now with the content that you have, it might take you like a day or two to surf it. And those workouts will last you definitely a couple of days before uh, you are ready for the next one. Yeah. Well, you know, by the time we actually, um, except for anybody that's listening live know, right now, you guys live. have like the inside scoop because this yeah. podcast is going to drop in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because I'm so frigging backed up with podcasts here. So, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time, you will have a ton of content to yeah. be able to access. There will be uh, tutorials on freaking kettlebells, steel mace, animal flow. Um, which is really good, by the way. Animal Flow, there is not a lot of instructors. So if you're able to access this online, you're like getting a sweet deal. Now, can you just briefly describe Animal Flow? Again, I know most of our audience knows what that is, yeah. but in case they don't. Uh, so Animal Flow is a uh, it's a mixed system, man. It's really, really cool. Uh, the best way that I describe it to people is – Either it is yoga for impatient people or it is like a mix of uh, martial arts and yoga rolled all up into one with some like other movement practices in there. So it's kind of um, like a primal movement system. We're taking it back. You do a lot of quadrupedal movements. So you're using all four limbs. Um, you're constantly very like low to the ground. And um yeah, so some people might only think of animal flow as the flow aspect, but it's funny because you could actually use the isolated moves to kill a workout. So, like, when I give people that are in decent shape a, 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 a static beast instead of a plank, so a static beast is just a quadruped hold with your knees one inch off the ground, I do a lot of these in my workouts on the uh, website as well. I've had people tell me, that they could hold planks for minutes and minutes at a time, maybe like 10 minutes they could hold a plank for. But they're like, as soon as you put me in that quadruped position, I have like seconds before my knees are ready to hit the ground. Yeah, And it's just because of the way that your body is interacting with gravity and the space around you. So, yeah, you start off really basic in animal flow, actually. Even when we do the workshops, um, even if you've been flowing for a while, uh, you're going to go back to like, what is the proper form for like a static beast? What's the proper form for your traveling ape or your uh, your crab? And uh, yeah, we start really basic and it's really cool because these basic movements are so, so hard when you do them the right way. Yeah. Like even to this day, I still am like 
dying at the end of like a simple animal flow movement with like just holding a static beast and a crab or like uh, maybe doing a little bit of traveling in my workout. It's like smokes you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the um, sit-throughs are, like, my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I love sit-throughs. It's such a dynamic movement, and it's so good for anybody that is in fitness. Like, yeah. especially, I see it from a martial artist's point of view. You're using all the same muscles that you need, so, like, very, like, high-twitch high or uh, fast-twitch muscle fibers. They're, you're really building, like, explosive power and uh, strength. Yeah. So. It's it translates into roughly everything that athletes especially need to be doing these things. Yeah. And I don't know if you thought about this or not, because you don't you don't have kids, right? No. All right. I have a daughter and she does gymnastics. She does dance. Um, she comes with me to the gym and I showed her some basic ground based movement, some animal. Yeah. I, I showed her uh, beast and sit throughs. She does sit throughs like so good it's yeah. unbelievable it's like crazy how good she does them some of the other stuff she kind of just you know she's a kid so she doesn't want to get all that serious and then she'll jump up and she'll say um i'm doing a, a penguin and she waddles like a penguin yeah but my point of this is that um those are stuff that you could do with your kids yeah and you know you could you could fire up your the website uh you could put it on your flat screen right we all do that nowadays or you could just have the laptop sitting there find a space in your house or maybe out on your patio and you and your kids can do some of these basic animal flow move, movements which you know kids should be exercising an hour every day yeah you know and so should you so should so should everybody Dude, so an hour an hour is small that's like one of the huge things i'm trying to get at with origin man like an hour is small i spend a, that's minimum I spend a huge portion of my day moving. I try to like preach that to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's more than just, you know, your gym time. Like you right. should be finding time to move constantly throughout the and day. And that's the thing. People always say, of course, not our audience, right? Everybody's yeah, flinging yeah. maces around. But if you're, <laughs> again, if you're coming into this fresh and you're looking for something, um, if time is a, re- a major issue for you, which it seems to be for everybody and they say well I, I don't have the time to go to the gym you don't need to go to the gym and if you have kids and you're using your kids as an excuse well your kids shouldn't be on their kindles and all that stuff iPads, either so yeah. how about you guys do animal flow stuff together how about you guys do these ground-based movements together not only are you working out like blake just said you're you're gonna get a workout you're gonna be feeling it believe me you're gonna be feeling it but your kids are gonna be feeling it too yeah. and they're gonna think it's fun and you're also interacting with your kids so that's that's why i got all jazzed over your website because yeah i showed my daughter some of this stuff i was like look that's 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 Blake. You know, he's doing he's doing that stuff. And yeah. And so she dropped down. She started doing sit throughs. And, you know, so how cool is that? Yeah. You no, know, it's super cool. It's cool I've for actually, me. I train I train with kids once in a while. And um, I find that kids really get uh, they get interested in it. Like especially if you're doing like an actual flow in like the animal flow style. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll watch you and they'll probably be like, no, oh, no. What, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? Why, what is that? Can I do it? Can yeah. I play, can I play too? And it's, a, it's exactly what we're doing. We're actually playing. Even though some people might not like to call it playing, we're, we're playing. We're playing, yeah. And they get really interested in it. They're like, oh, oh yeah, God, yeah, I want to play too. Let's do it. Like, my, I told my daughter, I said, we're going to do animal flow. And just that alone, the word animal flow, she, oh, what is that? I yeah. want to do it. I want to do it. Her signature move is cartwheel 
into crab to sit through. And then penguin waddle. That's advanced stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the penguin waddle is is really advanced. And then she, oh, then she does the dog chasing its tail, like she runs around a circle. I'm like, whatever, as long as you're moving. But you you see what I mean? It's it's fantastic, and that it, it actually inspires me. And now I'm down on the floor with her, you know. But you know what's funny when you talk about like penguin waddle? It gets me thinking. It's like. You know, even unknowingly, she might just be like, hey, I'm a penguin. But it's like if you think about it deeper, it's like, hey, she's like experimenting with a gait right now. How does changing my gait affect the way that I move? Yeah, it's deeper than they think it is. And as long as they're moving, it's like it's important. That's something that they can carry with them through life. Unlike a lot of the other uh, bullshit that they get in school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you touched upon. Uh, playing and adults should play. You know, we we're too goddamn serious. You know, yes. we're always oh, I'm not gonna play. Uh, that's for kids. Like, just play. Just yeah. I don't care if you're the CEO of of Google, bro. Don't even. Uh, they probably all play Google. They they play uh, they, all the time. They, play. they drink beer and Google's, stuff. Google's huge on that. But if you're like, but they're successful if you're too. Like a CEO, like uh, I don't know, Amex or something. They're yeah. probably in there like. Ah, play play no it's all about the numbers and everything yeah, but, right right but no it's 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 super important play boost your creativity definitely it's, and I, I actually just put a post on the website last night that's uh indirectly kind of started talking about play yeah but it was really more focused on flow and we had a sweet conversation the other day about what if we flowed in business meetings yeah and then uh just without even thinking about it last night i was typing it up and i got into like an article uh, McKinsey, I believe, was the study, and they um, they studied uh, executives and how that if they could just spend fifteen to twenty percent of their day in a flow state, their um, efficiency was doubled. Wow. They were uh, two times more effective at their jobs. So, are you going to be uh, doing a blog post on that? It's already up. See, so let's let's backtrack just a little bit here. So you're running a business. You got your Origin Training Academy, right? Yep. You and me met with our steel maces at a park, and we're just flowing and bullshitting. And yep. I noticed there was a lot of creativity. We, you were talking about this. I was talking about that. And there was nothing but optimism and, and energy, like yep. quality, good shit. And then I was like, "Hey, I made the comment. Like, imagine if like CEOs like took off yeah, their ties." We just and did this. this in business meetings. It's like it's actually been proven that if we just did this in business meetings, it would optimize. We would be super efficient at yeah. what we're doing. And then what happened was you went home and you did a little research. You came across yeah, this I've, piece of research, and now you did a blog post. It all came from the simple fact yeah. that, and that blog post could affect. Thousands of people, hundreds of thousands. Who knows? Who yeah. it's going to be out there? People are going to read it. It just the the whole point is that it just puts the idea in somebody's head. Like I could change what I'm doing and make my life way better. Right. So even if you are an executive, I mean, I love what I do. I love coaching. I love moving around all day. But it's not to say that you can't also be a hundred percent or two hundred percent optimized as a business executive. Right. Like you could be in your office and be like, you know what, guys, like. We're going to start playing. We're going to do something throughout the day where we just enjoy ourselves. We take a step back from what we're doing because it's been proven that it will increase your efficiency. So, yeah. like, the study uh, said 15 to 20% of your day in flow. That's, like, 
barely any portion of your day. It's not even a full hour, I don't think, if you're working like a five-hour work day. So it was like, imagine if that you got so good at hacking flow because I can get into <clears> flow <throat> pretty quickly and I can stay in a flow for a long time. So it's like if I get my mindset on something, like I'm writing a blog post article, I can get in a flow now and like bang it out in a couple hours. Yeah. I'll do a ton of research and read a bunch of shit and I'll knock it out. So it's like, imagine if an executive could do that. It's like they could freaking cut their work week down to like a day. They could finish all their work in like one or two days and then have the rest of the week to, you know, do whatever. Even if you have to be in the office, it, you would not necessarily have to be grinding out for the rest of the week. You could just be, you know, answering calls, answering emails, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I think there are some individuals out there that do that to some degree or other and they're they have been successful there has been some books written um i don't know about all of them like there's uh, the guy with the four hour work week yeah um i don't know if that's more gimmick stuff or not uh, that's just my opinion but i have not read the four hour work week so yeah. i wouldn't know but i can't I remember his name now he's so popular i too. can't think of it either yeah i guess but, it's not um, popular enough <laughs> but i can tell you one thing i um i could get into the flow very heavily with my 30 ounce uh, iced coffee. Uh, and then I stay in the flow in the bathroom for like, like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that counts. I mean, as long as your inner critic's not uh, on the toilet with you yeah. telling me that you're doing it wrong. I mean, uh, never mind. Cool. That's where my inner critic always is coming out. So forget it. That's not going to work. Oh, for me. man. All right. <laughs> you're going to have to work on it a little bit more. Yeah. But no, man, I think that, um, the states is kind of getting on board with the whole like you know why are we doing this the way that we're doing it why are we working five days a week when i'm spending 80 percent of my work week bullshitting yeah in the, in the coffee room like <laughs> yeah it's look we're, we're all adults here we all Dude, see I what's saw, go, what I goes saw on it. i saw it in logistics bro we spent an hour grinding our asses off and then the rest of the day it didn't matter where it was but there was always time where we were bullshitting and it mm -hmm. drove me nuts when uh, they would be like, you got to be doing something the entire time. But yeah. It's like it's a fact, dude. There is not something to do the entire day. Like even in any environment, there is going to be a part of your day where you don't need to do anything. And why aren't we using that time to play or boost yeah. our creativity? Or could something you like that? Could you imagine if there was like literally like an eight hour workday where every frigging minute you had to be at like ah, peak level working Dude. your ass off? People would die. They would crash. They would, they would, they crash. would die. And, and you know, the whole perception that if you have people standing around BSing on their phones or whatever, like, oh, this is not productive. We're losing money. Like, it's yeah. such a weird perception. And if everybody, and th the other thing too is, I believe that a lot of people, they stop and bullshit at work because they're, they're looking for a flow state. They're ready. They're ready to play. Yeah. And that is the thing. Right. You even, you start seeing it in school, even like kids start getting, you know, restless. They, they start moving around in their seats. And I do know like some of the kids that I've talked to are like, oh, okay, yeah, my teacher lets me like stand up in class now or they let us move around or whatever. But it's not enough, dude. Like it's not enough to boost creativity. I've seen studies where they uh, allow the kids to do some kind of play like right before school and it boosts their creativity. And then they also incorporate like their recess and whatever because like if kids have to move more than us. They don't have the same amount of control that we do. Right. 
and they love using their imaginations. Yeah, exactly. And then every time they want to use their imagination, they're not on course with what's being yeah. lectured or whatever. So they're taught that they're being bad in some way. Yeah. So uh, over the years in school, you start to learn uh, if I don't want to be bad, I better not daydream. I better not use my imagination. I better lessen my creativity. And by the time they spit you out the other side and you're in the real adult world, you have been conditioned to basically suppress your creativity, your imagination, and that if you're daydreaming or whatever, you're that you're not being productive and and. Hence, we have the world that we have where everybody's running around like crazy trying to uh, fulfill these weird perceptions or needs that are are just f- fictional at best. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why? Why do we do it? Why right. do we do what we do? When did it become like this, the societal norm to like do this stuff and why do we do it? Because I know we sit here every day and we're like – why do I do this? And mm-hmm. I think I was kind of the person that I was sitting there the one day and I was like, why do I do this? And then I decided, I was like, you know what? I don't have an answer for why I do this and I'm going to go and do something else now. And that's, <laughs> that's the end of the story. Yeah. And since then I've heard other people talk about it, like very successful people. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent successful there uh, or there yet, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm sorry. I'm seeing it. But Who there's, are... there's people that are very, very successful and they talk about it. You know, like you should you should explore different paths. If you're not 100 percent happy with what you're doing, change it up. There's freaking there's no harm in doing it. it the only thing that you're going to harm is by not doing it. Yeah. And then you're going to be harming yourself. So which uh, successful people do you listen to or follow? Is there any? Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Who's Um, your like top three or whatever? My top three is I love Brian Rose from the London Real podcast. I love uh, Joe Rogan. Of course, Joe Rogan is super innovative. And I'd say my other one right on the top of my time, I guess it would be um, Ido Portal. You know, Portal nice. is another guy that's very much about like play and why do we do the things that we do and we need to change it. So, yeah, those are those are my top three guys that are just so they're innovative and they're changing the way that we perceive reality. Yeah. And what about any books that you've read? Anything that stands out that you feel was a game changer for you? Yeah. Um, Assuming you read self improvement, self empowerment yes, type I stuff. Yes, I do. I do read. I figured self empowerment type stuff. Um, I can't think of anything like off the top of my head right now. Um, besides what I'm currently reading, which is probably why it's the only thing I could think of. I'm reading uh, Inner Engineering by Sad Guru. Yeah, which okay. is a life changing book, by the way. It's super deep and just it's another thing where it's just talking about how we perceive. Uh, the world around us and how uh, I think we even talked about this the other day. It talks a lot about how like uh, in this world, we feel like we need to react to everything. But when we hear that we need to be responsible for something, we get very like, uh, like wound up and aggressive. Like I can't, I can't be responsible for this. I can't be responsible. But in reality, it's like the power that we have is unlimited. We can choose to respond to anything that we want to. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to react 
but we can respond. Yeah, I remember you told me a story of, of a little thing that happened with you and your girlfriend when yes. you were driving. Tell that story yes. again. Because <laughs> this is was, cool. This is cool. This is a great way to basically capsulize what you just pointed so, out. Yeah, I've been, um, like I said, I've been deep on the path of uh, meditation and trying to achieve my self-enlightenment. And um, so part of it was reading this book and it was, you know, I have the power to respond to anything and we really need to think of how we respond to things because in turn it has a, uh, it'll have an impact on your life uh, physiological as well. If you keep these emotions bottled up. So we were driving, we were leaving a Starbucks and we were not supposed to make a left turn. I keep saying that I was able to make the left turn, but <laughs> I wasn't supposed to make the left turn. <laughs> you were able to, but you I was weren't able supposed to make to. the left turn, but I was not supposed to. And there was cones signifying that I was not supposed to make that left turn. So as we were pulling out, there was no traffic or anything. And um, I just clipped a cone and ran it over <laughs> And it made a, you know, it makes a huge noise. When you run over a cone, it sounds like you're running over a freaking person. It's yeah. like such a simple little object, but it is so loud when you run it over. And uh, she freaked out and she kind of has the tendency to like, you know, maybe overreact. She'll hate me if she, she hears this. But that, yeah, she has, a, she has a tendency to kind of overreact to things sometimes. Whereas I, on the other side, am very mellow and I'm just like, yeah, whatever, man. It was she, she operates at a higher energy level. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. so I'm, way, I'm kind of that way sometimes too. Right? No, I'm way down. I'm yeah. super mellow. Um, so I don't really have a tendency to overreact to anything. I kind of take everything as it comes. And so I hit the cone. <laughs> I didn't make a big deal out of it, but she was like, you weren't supposed to make the left turn. Blake, like, what the heck did you do? Like, why, why, why? And like, <laughs> so I got kind of pissed off and I lost my temper. I was like, you know, why, like, why do you have to be so high strung about it? It was just a cone. Like I got so pissed and I like sat there and like stewed in it for like five minutes before like I sat and I thought about it. And I was like, why am I so mad about this right now? Like, why am I choosing to react in this way? Like I have the ability to respond however I want and I'm responding in such like a negative emotion. And it's like, it wasn't even a big deal. Like, to understand or to empathize where she was coming from, like it was a loud noise and it was scary. It would scare a normal person that is not super mellow like me. So she was, uh, you know, in her right to get kind of pissed and be like, you didn't need to make the left turn. Like, you know, it could have been something else. You could have hit something else. You could have gotten hit making the left turn. So, you know, the rules are there for a reason. I like to break them. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, but, it's guy. Yeah. So the, the point is I like, I chose to get mad. And at that moment I was like, why am I choosing to be mad over this? Like, am I really going to let this affect the rest of our day? And I just kind of lightened my mood a little bit. I didn't even necessarily say anything. I just chose to stop letting it piss me off. Yeah. And I chose to re respond in a different manner. And as soon as the thought crossed the threshold that I was going to respond differently, we both kind of like the energy left the car and we both just kind of laughed about it. And she was like, you're a murderer. You just <laughs> killed that cone. <laughs> like, we were just joking about it the rest of the day. I was like, yo, cones better watch out. Yeah. yeah. Out here taking you guys out today. But, uh, no, like the energy just instantly lightened the moment that I said, like, why? Right. Why am I getting angry about this? It's not something to be angry about. So, 
it, it was crazy the power that it has, the power that your emotions have over your environment. So even if you don't say anything, the negative energy does affect the world around you. Right. So that's a lot about um, what is talked about in uh, inner engineering. So it's just teaching us to you know rewire everything that we know. That is really cool. That sounds awesome. I, I'm, I'm into that. I, I'm going to have to grab that book and check it out. Yes. Um, a book that I always thought was a, a great one. I don't know if you ever read it. it was Dale Carnegie's book, How to, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. No, but you know what? That came up on like my uh, read list the other day. Yeah, it, get it because it's 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 old fashioned and yeah. in some of it, like it's like. Uh, but from they, what I know, a lot of the information in it is like relatable to today. So it's yeah. like you kind of have to you have to interpret it to today's standards. Yeah, but like it still works. Yeah, and and you know probably back when it was written, it would have been accepted more because people seemed a little bit more traditional uh, nowadays it's a little I don't know I, I'm not gonna get into if there's problems in the world but it there seems like a lot like a lot of human beings are having problems uh, connecting with each other stuff like that and yes. everybody's chasing the dollar chasing the dollar this book is about like appreciating people connecting with people like like I think there's like a whole chapter on just like remember a person's name. When you meet somebody, remember their name and use it like three times before you guys depart from each other. And you will uh, make them feel special. This is what I was just uh, talking about a second ago, empathizing. So that's been like a huge uh, topic for me this week. I don't know why it keeps coming up, but having empathy. And um, I could relate that back to my success with logistics. Like the only reason that I moved up the ladder so quick is because I can relate to people and be able to put myself in like their position. So it's like. It helped that I actually did the position. There's a lot of executives out there that have never done the position. And also, I would say that if you are an executive, do not try to put yourself in a lower worker's shoes at that point because you look like a fake. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I've seen that before. But just empathize with the people. So if you're trying to run a company or something and you have people underneath you, empathize with their problem before you go out and approach them about the numbers or whatever. Think about their situation because their situation may not be as ideal as yours. That's and awesome. if you learn how to empathize with people, the world will be a substantially better place if you can just relate yeah. to somebody around you. And this would apply to if you want to be a steel mace coach. Yeah, exactly. Right? We have to empathize with people all the time. Somebody's going to have understand. trouble yeah. making a swing and you're like, what – what is this person not getting? Yeah, they, they should just comes, be able to do it. No, you got after empathize. after a while it comes second nature to us. But when you get somebody that's never touched this before, there's a whole bunch of problems that you don't see. So in order to be a good coach of any kind, you have to be able to empathize with them. Like even if you're teaching barbells, you know, like you might be able to snatch the thousand pounds or whatever over your head and bang out all these reps on your deadlift and everything. But if you get somebody in right away, like you have to remember you didn't start off that way. You probably didn't even start off touching a barbell. You might need to take it way back. Yeah. Dial it way back and figure out the underlying factors there. So, yeah, empathy would be a huge thing that we all need. Yeah, more more empathy out there. I, is, I, you know I agree. What? Bringing it back around to the steel mace, I think that's a huge thing with our community, especially with yep. the steel mace flow community, is that we understand how to empathize with people. We 
put ourselves in people's shoes all the time. I've never seen a community of coaches more than the steel mace community that relates to people the way that we do. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I, I got to agree. It's a phenomenon that's occurring. Yeah. It's, I'm it's still so much, trying to put my finger on it. It's, it's so, it's so much more than fitness. Like I, I see it every day that I go onto the gram and like, look at people like there's somebody that is a coach out there. Even the bigger coaches that are like, they're empathizing with somebody they're connecting with. People. Oh yeah. We're Big always time. making connections. Like it's like, some days I'll hop on the ground and I'll have like a million notifications just because people were like, they tagged me in a post and they had yeah. like a long conversation. I'm like, dude, there's so many tags here, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to go and read it anyway because I love hearing what these guys have to say. Right. You're so connected with this community. You're going to go read it. It's, yeah. It means something. And I think that's what's uh, you, me, uh, everybody else. We've mentioned names on this podcast so many times. I'm going to mention Frank and Legs again because he comes up every podcast. Damn, Frank and Legs. <laughs> still, haven't, still haven't interviewed him yet. But, uh, you know, every, he, all these guys and girls, they're reaching out. They're tagging each other. Little DMs here and there. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Dude, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's changing the game. It's, oh, yeah. This is the new game of fitness right here. This this human interaction. We're you know, with Steel Mace, it's kind of like my website, which is, I guess, maybe where the idea partially stemmed from. But with Steel Mace, we are optimizing ourselves as people. Like, we're doing yes. more than just swinging a mace around. We're really making ourselves better. We're improving as human beings. Yes. Just through this simple tool. And it might not seem like it, especially if somebody's out there that has not touched a mace yet. But I guarantee... If you just pick up the mace and move it around and explore and play, at the end of the session you'll be like, "Yeah, they were right. There's something. There's something here." And then the switch, the is switch clicks on. on, and it relates to everything else. You can take it to every aspect of your life. That's what I'm noticing. That's yep. you know, we we just uh, doing a little flow out my backyard, going to the gym and doing it with a group, having a conversation. Yeah, it's it's coming in at all different levels and different points of time and everything. And it, it keeps coming back full circle yeah. every day. I, I wake up. I actually go to sleep now. I was always a little like this to begin with, but I go to sleep now like I'm a kid going to sleep on Christmas Eve. Yeah, like, yeah, Every what day. am I going to do tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow's like, a new day. There's going to be a Christmas tree with all these presents. Like, that's in my head. That's what I'm waking up to. And, and you I'm know what? Jumping up. This is – so the Steel Mace Nation out there that is already swinging, they probably are like, yeah, I feel like that too. But show this to somebody that has not swung a mace before and they'll remember that. They'll remember the days where, like, they were like – Ah, I'm so excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow's Christmas, like back when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. And I can remember because this was just a couple short years ago when I went to sleep at night and I was like, fuck tomorrow. I don't want to get up in the morning. Like, yep. <laughs> I remember that too. Like I would go through my work day and I'd be like, let's just call it quits on the entirety of everything right now because I'm not ready to face tomorrow. I don't want to see what it has to throw at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then just drudging through your day, every looking at the clock, like when's this day going to be over? What a, yeah. What a tough what a position way. to put your life in, you know? So, and I, I mean, that. that's what, that's why I want to change that. Yeah. Like, dude, 
every day now I'm like the same way as you. Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do tomorrow? I mean, I might have some stressors or something, but it's like, you know what? It's not a big deal. There's a bigger picture there. Yeah. And and I think uh, everything that you just touched upon, uh, knowing you, I've, you know, hung out with you a few times, flowed with you a bunch of times and DM'd. So we've been getting to know each other. You know, you definitely present, you know, with your website, you present something to people that is an embodiment of your beliefs and philosophies. And and I I think that's what's the most important thing is that it's an extension of your being in the yeah. digital world, um, you're, which is great about technology. You could just throw yourself out there for all the right reasons, you know? Yes. Um, it's like you could just see that essentially you're operating from that level of you have this passion and you want to share it with people. End of story. Yeah. It doesn't get any more complicated than that, yet it's full of intricacies and um, – interesting things you know because you're you're a human being like the rest of us and you have your intricacies you know you're complicated and yet so simple so yeah um i that's that's what i i touched on you know when i uh met you and then of course yeah experiencing your website so it is, it is an extension of me everything that i do is an extension of me the way that i coach is an extension of me it relates uh, to me, I have people tell me that I coach them completely different than anybody has ever coached before because I just teach them the way that I am. I don't put on any kind of facade. Yeah, I just am the way I am. I'm very mellow. I'm very laid back. I'm not going to be in your face about something. Yeah, if you do it right. wrong. And people I have found genuinely enjoy that. The same with when I was uh, managing. I never, ever, ever was the kind of boss that I came up to somebody and I was like, Yo, you totally fucked up yesterday. You you suck. Get the hell out of here. I would go out to him and be like, you know what, dude? Like, you know what? We had a couple of missed deliveries yesterday, but you know, it's all good. Like, yeah. we're gonna do better today. Like, it's and that's awesome. just that's just the way you have to be. You have to be yourself. Don't put on a facade because again, it's just adding to the layer of you know trauma that we're going through every day when you have to pretend to be something that you're not. Which is that's another great. thing for. Um, coaches out there especially people that are getting certified in steel mace i see every day somebody posting that they're a new steel mace coach now which is sweet and uh, for anybody that's out there trying to like start their own business or whatever that's a huge message is just go out and be yourself the biggest thing that i've learned in the couple of years in the past couple of years is that you deliver your message unlike anybody's going to be able to deliver it. And there's always going to be somebody that wants to hear the message the way that you have to speak it. Yeah. Right. That's, that's 100% right. Um, uh, Christian, how much time do we have left? You've been going for an hour and 10. Okay. Sweet. We're going to just wrap it up then. But, awesome. um, I, on the note that you just pointed out, um, yes, the unique message that you deliver, a lot of people will stop dead in their tracks and they won't go forward with something that they want to do because they'll say, well, somebody else is doing that already. And my story is that I had somebody telling me, do this, do this, do this. And I kind of never really listened to them. Yeah. But then I came across somebody else saying the same thing, but I related to them more. And when I heard them say it, I went, oh, my God, that's what so-and-so has been telling me all along. Yeah. And I went back to that person. I was like, hey, I got your message finally. <laughs> but I got it like this. And they were like, 
cool. I so I set you up for it, and then the other yeah. person. Yeah, had, you are open to the message. Yeah. So right. like, you want to be a motivational speaker, and you think like, well, what's this guy's name? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is yeah. is out there doing it. I can't be Tony Robbins. You don't want to be. You want to yeah. be you. Somebody might hate the way Tony Robbins says it, but they might love the way that you say it. Right. So, so the thing with like the gram as well, like. Don't look at it and be like, I have to do this like like Jamie or I have to do this like, you know, Frankenlegs or like uh, Frankenlegs again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like that's kind of like the problem with this is we see these guys all day long. We're like, yo, I need my coaching business to be like theirs. Like, no, no, you don't. Like they found people that related with how they had to coach and that's how they got successful. There's people around you that will relate to how you have to preach your message and go and do it. Boom. Great. That's a lesson from the Steel Mesa as well. Yeah. Very (laughs) nice. So, Blake, tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me on the gram in two separate places. I have my own personal page. I'm at the Steel Mace underscore monk. And then you can also find Origin Training Academy um, under Origin Training ACDMY on the gram but if you go to my page you'll also see the links for it in the videos and everything so you could find me there and you could also find my website at originacademy.com academy again is spelled a-c-d-m-y and origin o-r-i-g-i-n so originacademy.com when you get to the website uh, when you go to the members page you'll be prompted to sign up and it'll be through member space, super cool website. They're very secure. Uh, when you get to the uh, sign up, if you are listening to this podcast, we have a discount code for you. What did we agree that was going to be? SMN10. Yes, SMN10. So, so you'll get $10 off your subscription for the first three months. Five dollars off. Oh. You're gonna get it for ten. You're gonna get it for ten dollars. Oh yes, yes, yes. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get. So it's gonna be ten bucks a month for the first three months, which is yeah. thirty dollars for three months of of awesome training and stuff like that. For stuff that is basically tailored to you and stuff that you would have to research pretty hard to find, and it's all brought right to you. I also provide like a bunch of awesome links to videos and stuff where I've learned it. So yeah. You get it coming from a bunch of different angles. Yeah, and and you know the, the this podcast is being recorded earlier and dropped later. So by the time you guys actually hear this, there's going to be ton ton of content up there. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So uh, that's it, guys. You know, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and stick around for the next one coming up and the one after that. We have a ton of interviews. Uh, we're going to be busy for a long time. So enjoy it. And thank you for your support. Thank you, Blake. Thanks. See you, everybody.